Just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Oh, hello, and welcome to another episode of I Weigh with Jamila Jamil. How are you? I am great. It's been a terrible, terrible fucking week for fascism in America. Oh, well, but it's been a great week for the rest of us. Finally getting to see Biden and Harris up there and seeing so many people finally crying tears of joy and hope and seeing them on day one start to reverse the nonsense before them and start to make progress, make change that would help everyone. I believe in them. Listen, they might not have been everyone's first choice and and maybe that makes it harder for you to celebrate this moment. But try to, because it could have been so, so much worse. And now it's time to just make sure that we keep holding them accountable to deliver on all of the promises that they made. But it felt really special. It really feels like we have lived through something these past four years, not just with the presidency, not just with the violence against marginalized people, but also this bloody pandemic. Good for us for even being able to brush our bloody teeth. Well done us. I'm proud of us because it's been a lot. And if you're still struggling, that's okay. We all are. We're all here together. Now, I told you last week that I want to keep bringing you inspiring and wonderful and joyous guests. And I've definitely delivered this week. She's one of my favorite people that I think I've ever met. Her name is Brittany Floyd Mayo. Some people will know her as Trap Yoga Bay on Instagram. She's a yoga instructor who does her yoga to trap music and is trying to make that form of therapy, meditation and exercise more accessible to all people, women and, and people of all different genders, of all different sizes and shapes. And also mostly because she is herself a young, black, queer, single mother, she would like to make sure that the yoga space is not just inhabited by thin white women. She creates a yoga space for all. She's hilarious and so empowering. Her life story will blow you away. And she's just full of the most motivating and interesting and empowering and strengthening expressions and sayings. And getting to know her has been one of the great joys of my adult life. And I can't wait for you to find her now. She's had quite the upbringing. And I would like to offer a quick trigger warning that there are mentions of abuse and sexual abuse. And, and there has been some trauma that she has been through, but my goodness, has she come through it in a way that has not only healed herself, but is going on to heal thousands and thousands and thousands of people around the world. I honestly think one day everyone will know her name. And so I feel very lucky to have had her on my show at all. She's truly just the smartest and the realest and the most loving and lovable. And so please join me in hearing the story of the extraordinary Brittany Floyd Mayo.
Lloyd Bloody Mayo. How are you? I am amazing, Jamila. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm so happy to have you here. Okay, so anyone who has not yet heard of Brittany, she is an iconic yoga instructor and kind of a leader and kind of a healer. I would say emotionally to all of the the many people around the world that you have brought into the world of yoga. I was first put on to Brittany by a friend of ours, a mutual friend called Poppy Jamie, who will hopefully come on this podcast soon this year. And and she just told me that there was no one more inspiring or uplifting or amusing and joyous to take a yoga class from than Brittany. I would so, see that. Yeah. And so I heard so many great things about you. I started looking you up online and I'd never seen anything quite like what you do in yoga. I'd also just not seen a lot of black yoga instructors or black women in yoga classes, which um, I would say is uh, fairly true in is your experience, cons- right? Uh, yeah. Assumption. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I'm so, an anomaly. No, well, for, I mean, you shouldn't be. And I don't think no. you will be like for very long because your movement is spreading so fast and so wide and your name has traveled all across the world. There are people from everywhere who know about you. And whenever I talk about you on my Instagram, everyone writes into me to tell me how much they love you or how much you've changed their lives. Wow. It's really special what you're doing. And, and one of the things that makes you stand out, aside from just being excellent yourself, is the fact that you have combined yoga with trap music mm-hmm. and something that you call ratchet affirmations. My favorite so part. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna get you to break down exactly what you do. Yes. Is it time to break it it's down? It's time to break it down. Cool. Well, thank you for that lovely intro. And, I, and I'm happy that when you say my name, people say great things about me behind my back. Yeah. Not everyone is blessed in that way. So I receive that love. And, and thanks to all the people who love me and want Jamila to know how much you do. Um, so, so yes, what I do is I, I host these Trap Yoga Bay experiences. And it's a, it's a true blue vinyasa style yoga class. But I do quite a few things differently. First, I include these things called ratchet affirmations. And a ratchet affirmation is my way of giving uh, sage life advice, but kind of in the form of what you would expect from rap lyrics. So I would say something like, you know, you can accept someone for who they are, but not fuck with them for the very same reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or reminding people, you know, I'm a priority in my beautiful ass life. Or one of my favorite ones is you are not that motherfucker's last resort, just the most convenient one. Things that help us, you know, help help the the stuff click so that we can begin to set boundaries and take better care of ourselves. Because the mind is the most important thing to me. The yoga is is pretty secondary, but we do do yoga. Uh, And each class is curated by a live DJ who spins uh, trap music. But to be honest, it's a lot of times more hip hop top 40, because when we start talking about real trap, people are not ready to do yoga to things like T Grizzly. So it's more like two chains. And the lyrics aren't always entirely (laughs) empowering to women (laughs) so we have to be so we have to be careful uh of the music that we choose and 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 to navigate that but it definitely is trap inspired and then something else that i do in the class that i think is really exciting is we take twerk breaks twerk breaks yes break break down break down a twerk break (laughs) yes so for those who do not know twerking is like in in its simplest form um a cathartic way to shake your ass it's okay. that keep it simple, like just shake your ass a little bit. And I like to do that because yoga is supposed to be this euphoric experience, right? We're going for nirvana or self-actualization. And more often than not, what we end up doing is closing down and feeling like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not doing a good job. Am I doing this right? I'm not breathing. And I like to throw in those twerk breaks because it reminds you to stop taking yourself so 
damn seriously. Mm -hmm. And I teach the flows and I'm, and the music is bumping. And I say, you know, I've taught you all of these things that you can do, right? I'm not going to prescribe to you. Here are the things that I want to do. Here are the things that you can do. But if none of this resonates with you, fuck everything I said and just twerk. (laughs) And people do it. They're like, yeah, okay, cool. This chaturanga thing, this push up, I'm out. But what I can do is I can twerk. And so so it 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 keeps the it keeps the thing going. It keeps people excited and it helps us to remember that self-care is what you say it is, not with someone on a stage with a mic is telling you it needs to be. A hundred percent. I think that's really empowering. And also I think the reason that I haven't participated in yoga uh, for whatever in my life is partially because I'm just a terminal couch potato but also because I I find it, it's all a bit serious for me if I'm honest mm-hmm. it's a bit, it feels a bit pretentious it feels a bit like I'm a bit more like namaste away from me right just fuck off I don't like uh, I don't I don't like the the breathy way the that airy. they try and talk to you I don't like the pressure to feel peaceful I don't feel like the pressure to feel enlightened you know sometimes I walk in and I'm just having a bad fucking day and I'm not in the mood to kumbaya my way through the next hour you know and I I think what I like about the sound of your classes from what I've heard from all my friends who've now gone is that it doesn't feel that way like you don't have to turn up and feel zen no and you 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 actually kind of stand against the fact that there should be any kind of pressure to feel zen in your life you find it quite toxic right I find it so toxic and you know people And who are listening, you may be like trap yoga and music. It does not make sense. But here's the thing, right? Yoga is all about finding a sense of empowerment. And as a woman, as a queer black woman, so much of my life, that is exactly the opposite of how I felt. And so what I am focused on is empowering people, because if I have no fucking peace, there is no there. If I have no power, there is no peace. And so what I'm trying to teach people is to empower yourself. I just taught a a corporate uh, virtual yoga yoga gig. And one of the moves that I tell them to do, I say, oh, you know, I I, want to count down, but here's why I do not do countdowns, right? Because they're like, hold it for five, four. And you're like, bitch, you know, I do not do countdowns because if I tell you to hold it for five, some people may not realize how strong they are and that they can do it for 10. If I tell someone to hold this move for five seconds, they may not realize how empowered they are and that they can stop at three. And so what I'm here to do is to just show up um, empowered and show up with my own strength and encourage people to step into their own shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing that really pisses me off about um, about my profession and my colleagues and what's expected in a yoga experience is that that peacefulness is that here, you know, lay on the mat and push yourself. And and this is what healing is. And people don't tell you that healing looks nothing like, you know, beautiful smile, full makeup. It looks ugly. It looks dark. It looks lonely. It looks like crying. It looks like you need that trap music because you can't stand the silence and the sound of your voice and the negative thoughts drowning you out. I am against all of those things. And don't get me wrong. I want to get people to a place where they can meditate, where they can do yoga, where they can find their Zen and their peace and their their nirvana. But if we can be honest... 95% and I made that number up I'm just saying but huge (laughs) huge um, percentage of our population at least the women that I encounter and that I'm called to serve do not feel that way and to tell them that this is how you're supposed to feel is a slap in their fucking face when they're just trying to survive yeah when they're just trying to show up and I say that showing up to a yoga class just just like showing up to life is the absolute hardest thing to do so as long as you decided to make the decision to be here 
you've already done the work. Mm-hmm. And and we have to stop prescribe as yoga instructors, as mindfulness and meditation coaches. We have to stop telling people if you can't clear your mind, you haven't done it right. I'm like, if you could just stop yourself from slapping one asshole, you've done it right. <laughs> you, you've done it. You've done it. You've you. You've arrived. I love that. And I, I love the fact that you are just pushing so much for a release. You even have this move where you're kind of lifting your arm backwards and then bringing it over. And you're like, and now it's time to slap a bitch. You saw We're that? going to slap a bitch. I've never heard of or seen anything it's like this at all. <gasps> it's so funny. And I think yeah. that, that the fact that you bring humor into it, I think the fact that it's really dark in there, I think the fact that there's this kind of loud music that's really easy to just lose yourself in there's something really tran- like just transportational about mm-hmm. trap music and the fact that you are the star of the show like you are on stage everyone is focusing on you and that mm-hmm. means they're not focusing not only on themselves but more importantly on each other because I feel like that's another thing with yoga is that people can a go there purely for vanity reasons mm-hmm. and I, I think that that's really toxic when it comes to any kind of exercise I love any kind of exercise that is truly just about working on the inside yeah. out um, but also you're not comparing yourself to what someone else is doing you are sitting in your own individual experience, journey and empowerment. And everyone is just kind of focusing on what to do next rather than how do I look? Like, yes. is, there, is there a mirror reflection of me right now? Am I getting this perfectly right? You are not okay. interested in perfection. You are just interested in, in growth, even if it's just in- incremental growth. Do you feel mm-hmm. better now than you did at the beginning of this class? Absolutely. Then we've all won. I mean, I cannot tell that you've not been to one of my classes. <laughs> you have got it. There are two bits that we say in the class that, that really... Um, speak to that and one I tell them you know uh, in, in the in the best way today, this is about me. Mm-hmm. This is about you guys looking forward. Even if you want someone to pay attention to you, guess what? It's my ass shaking on this stage. You can be safe, you know. And and I and we as we go through the flows, I tell them the name of the game is stay in your lane. And to me, that means mind your business and keep your eyes on your own shit, so that you will have no one else to compare yourself to. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm doing this this move and I'm worried about where my leg is the first thing that people want to do is look over to the right, look over to the left and see what other people are doing. And the truth is, both of those motherfuckers could be doing it wrong. And so now you are going down this path and and sounds like yoga, but I'm really talking about life. Now you're going down this path because this is what people around you are doing and you think it's right only to get to the end and found out you came a long way but went the wrong way. And so I'm so so what I want people to focus on in my class and then in life is Fuck what it looks like. Do what feels good for you and be benevolent. Meaning if if it feels good to you and it causes no intentional harm to anyone else, then that's the right way. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and that's what yoga in life is about for me. Yeah, and keeping your eyes on your own lane, I think is really important mm-hmm. just outside of the yoga class, truly, as you were saying. I don't really, I've never been a competitive person at all in my life, unless I'm playing Scrabble, at which place I, I become a, a full-on like, psychotic um, murderer. <laughs> um, but outside of that, I don't, like, in my whole career, I have always been bemused when other mm-hmm. women in particular try and compete with me. Where I'm just like, there's, there's just, there's no point we are completely Mm-mm. different individuals we maybe look nothing alike we are nothing alike and there's enough abundance in this world 
for there to be space for all yeah. of us to have something. Mm-hmm. And I think women in particular are always taught that, you know, it's, it's there's only space for one, there's only room for one, and I must destroy all other women in my lane because yeah. they are competing for that one space in the room, that one seat at the table. And it's really, really toxic. And I, you know, I hope that people leave your classes thinking about the fact that I need to stop focusing on what other people are doing. And I think that mm-hmm. you and I in our careers have been a good example of people who are just like, you know what, I'm just not interested in what I'm supposed to do, what other people are doing. I'm going to go and do something completely new yeah and try my hand at like potential like embarrassment and failure yeah why not? just to make sure that I'm enjoying this this existence in yeah. my own lane and you can all go on and do what you're doing but I'm just going to keep doing me I think that has been a part of our success and I, I hope that more people go you know go into this year thinking about that stop worrying about what other people are doing don't worry about what you're seeing on Instagram just focus mm-hmm. and you will get there Absolutely. It only distracts and destroys you, I think. I I think that's exactly, you know, what what it is. And there are two things um, that really destroy um, our sense of self-worth and our sense of self-esteem. And I think you really hit one of them, which is looking at what someone else is doing. No one needs to be the next trap yoga. No one needs to be the next Jamila Jamil. You need to be the next iteration of yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you are going to be the next Jamila Jamil, just don't tweet. (laughs) That's the one bit of advice I'd give you. Stay the fuck off Twitter. If you're going to jump in her lane, yeah, it's stay not, off. Of it's Twitter. not a diary. <laughs> um, no, I, I agree. But, but yes, and and so and and the second thing is really um, not not being cookie cutter because we are communal creatures and we want to fit in. It's very easy for us to want to slide in and kind of fly under the radar so that we can be accepted. And I had read this thing the other day, and I don't know if anyone else is old enough to even remember the game of Tetris, but it said, do you remember what happens in Tetris when you fit in? You disappear. And so when we can think about not wanting to fit in and not wanting to be like someone else, all that's left is for us to be ourselves and be better than who we were at the moment before, always focusing on progress, not perfection. Yeah. And and so when you're like, I'm not trying to be her and I'm not trying to be whatever the, the status quo is and I'm not trying to be perfect. And I know I just saying those things out loud, I'm asking for a lot from people to want to, to do that. But on the other side of that is is true joy because I walk into this room with you and I don't worry about whether you're going to like me or not. Mm-hmm. All that I worry about is being authentic and being myself and 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 being accepted or rejected for at least who you truly for at least are. who I, I am. That's what it is. And just for the record, I fucking love you. I so love you. Too. I know you don't care whether or not I do, but I fucking but it feels adore good. You. It feels good to be loved, and 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 that's and that's a good thing. So so never I never um, ask anyone to accept me and I never deny my acceptance of people. Again, the ratchet affirmation, I accept people for who they are, but I may not fuck with you for that very same reason. And what's your affirmation about no? No is a full ass motherfucking sentence. Oh, I love that so much. It's one of my favorite things. I'm going to get it on every single t-shirt. Yeah, it's so so good. And and another thing that, you know, I think we've kind of touched on already, but like I said, you have people of skin colors that we don't traditionally see in a lot of in a lot of yoga studios, but also different sizes. Yes. I feel as though, well, I mean, what do you think it is about your classes that are drawing in so many people who have, you know, until now been kind of shut out of yoga? Whenever I look at any fucking advert for yoga or any company that that promotes yoga clothing, etc., it's always a very thin, very toned, very very flexible mm-hmm. white woman. Um, 
And so, so what is it? Do you think that is drawing in all these crowds of people? Yeah. Really, just like every I've 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 seen those kind of camera zooms you do of like the the queue going down the the line. I think is what you call it in America. Yeah. The line where you're yeah, queuing queue? up. Yeah. And she she literally like sometimes has 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 seen something like sixteen hundred people in a weekend. Yes, this is the size yes. of her classes. I mean, they're just like yeah. the lines wrap around the block. It's insane. Honestly, honestly, insane. if this was a cult, I would join happily. I'd endo- I'd endorse. I would endorse it. It's not. It's I'm not just, a cult leader. It's, no, it's completely <laughs> pure and fun and kind of feels a bit like a party, which I've never heard anyone yes, describe yoga as it until is, it now. It is a day party. Um, what, what I think pulls people in is the extraness. I think even if someone doesn't resonate with who I am exactly, they resonate with the authenticity. And it says that, hey, you may not um, have my body type, but... It doesn't matter. You may not have my level of flexibility, but it doesn't matter. I think that level of inclusiveness mm-hmm. um, in, invites everyone from all walks of life. And that kind of notion of it does not matter. Right. I talk about twerking. It doesn't matter if you can't twerk. Still come. I talk about yoga. It doesn't matter if you can't do yoga, you mm-hmm. know, come and do it. And I think another thing, because my largest demographic is, you know, um, women between 25 and 44 who have children, um, Um, and who live very busy lives, it's really hard to convince those women to take care of themselves. And so what I do is I I mesh a a party atmosphere with self-care. And I literally say, hey, does anybody want to come and throw that ass? in a healing circle with me and in 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 the, they they feel that they feel that extraness they feel that authenticity they feel that um that beginner friendliness and and they just they come in droves and it's been like that Jamila since the very first class yeah my very first class I taught in San Francisco I had about 92 people show up Shit. and I was not expecting that and and for the record 10 people in a yoga class is 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 good um so so from the very beginning uh, to have to have finally found my lane and have so many people show up for me while I show up for them. Um, I, I love it. I do not always understand why, but I know that this is what I have to do. So I keep doing it. And that's that's fucked a few people off, hasn't it? You've received some kind of pushback, not from oh, yeah. not from the people who come to your classes. They yeah. love you. And then they spread the kind of your your gospel far and wide. Uh, she also, by the way, has the most amazing meditations, which if you subscribe to her app, what is your app? Yeah. So if you go into the Android or uh, yoga, yoga store, <laughs> Apple store, it's the Trap Yoga Bay app. Exactly. And Trap when yoga you join Bay. up to it, which I have, uh, it sends you emails and, and you get access to amazing in classes yes. or meditations or techniques and, and just constant affirmations and reminders to look after yourself. It's a really good app, by the way. Thank you. I really Thank love you. it. It's been it two me, weeks. Yeah, it took me two years to develop it um, and, and raise the funds. We are we are not VC backed. We have no angel people. This is me um, in the traditional trap way. If people know anything about that culture, you you take the money and you flip it and you flip it and you bubble up. And I kept flipping it until I made enough money to, to make something that that was going to change people's lives with or without me in the room with them. Amazing. So I'm very proud of it. So you've actually fucked a few people off, mm-hmm. right? Not everyone is is thrilled from as in from within the yoga world. The community Absolutely. themselves are loving this and just want more and more and more from you and of you. But you've you've had pushback, right? Yeah, I don't get I don't get invited to a lot of the yogi retreats. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely have gotten my share of hate mail from from other yogi purists asking questions about my yoga lineage or just outright saying like you denigrate the message. Um, I've been called primitive and all other kinds 
kinds of uh, of, bloody hell. Yeah, yeah. Like you think that yoga people are all zen. I'm telling you, that's the lie they tell you. Those fuckers are crazy. this this is amazing yes, this is a tv show me. they come for me oh my me. god it's like the mafia yeah, it is it is and you know they're like and where's your shakti and where's your bhakti and your rajas are all fucked up and you're like you know and it's like you know i'm just gonna give you guys the shortest meditation that i've ever known everybody stop what you're doing take a deep breath in fuck you and i move on i just move on i delete the messages it's no big deal i don't even respond anymore wait so okay so to anyone who's listening to this right now let's just all do that together yes yes three two one fuck Fuck you you. oh that does feel good that feels lovely oh i really needed that it is the shortest meditation and and just so effective so effective (laughs) and you actually have you know you really went around the world and did mm-hmm. the work to kind of uh, to perfect this this craft but also to really learn and respect the lineage right yes yes so it's it, this isn't um no shot no no shade to the people who've studied here in the states there are plenty of great programs but when i wanted to study yoga and become a certified instructor i i, I went on an eat pray love journey i went to um to rishikesh india and i studied um at a vinyasa school stayed in an ashram for for months while i worked worked on gaining hundreds of hours. Uh, and, you know, I studied the, the Bhagavad Gita's and I learned about, you know, Ayurvedic and, and all of these different branches and, and actually chose the one that works well for me. Uh, it's not something that I push hard because I, I it's important to me to not be pretentious. But if you come for me, I will promise you, bitch, I am certified. <laughs> I am. I am. And if, and if the yoga isn't enough, I also um, went through great lengths to get the proper education to do the mindset things that I have. So I have a, a master's level degree in positive psychology and social behavioral studies. This is what I do. I'm not playing with it. And I'm not just being on a stage wildly throwing my ass and cursing. There is a science to the things that I say and the things that I do. And it's just important that I deliver my message in a culturally relevant way. Also denigrating, denigrating like the... the, the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> it, it just doesn't make sense because so many things have come out like under the umbrella of yoga that have gone mainstream that weren't mm-hmm. from the original premise of yoga right like Bikram for example Bikram just you know just got here um and in yoga is something that that wasn't brought into the United States into the to the to the early 1900s right and and it increased in popularity in the 1960s and that's when um you know all things considered white women westernized it and took it over and it became this non-brown thing and it became about socioeconomic status and it became about um you know going into a class and showing people what you can do with your body and it really became more of a physical practice Mm. and what people have to understand is you know and I'm not going to get too deep in it but there are eight limbs to yoga and before you can get to the physical practice the asanas there there there's the learning and there's the breath technique and there's the yoga of the mind so so the physical shit that's actually down the line yoga in your mind is 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 what's most important and then the physical stuff like yeah you'll get there right that's just that's you know um yoga in its in its essence is all about if you were talking about a car is about souping up your engine souping up your mind and what we do in the physical practice that's just throwing candy paint on the whip because it's trap yoga and I just got to keep yeah, making yeah, trap yeah. references. No, no, I understand. I'll teach you. you all about I'm it. I'm with you all the way. Yes, yeah, so, you know, you candy paint it. I love talking it. about whips. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you candy paint it and that's what the physical practice is. I don't give a damn if you can do the splits. Can you Can you stop your mind from, from, from splitting you apart? Can you stop the negative thoughts? 
that is what I'm here for. And yeah. and then yoga, the physical practices, the oh, stuff. Oh, maybe they're just threatened, you know, because you're doing so yeah. well and you're growing so fast. I feel very lucky to even have you here today because Thank I you. think that in Thank another you. year's time you're going to be bloody Oprah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now listen, we all carry around different stresses, big, small, medium size, and a lot of us keep them bottled up because sometimes we just have to. But doing that all of the time can really, really start to negatively impact your life. And I say that from experience. I'm British. We are told to never say how we're feeling about anything ever. And uh, that's why so many of us are so sad. Now, a way that I was able to remedy that was by having therapy, which was super helpful for me, not only because it's amazing to get things off your chest, but also all week, you know, as you're bottling things up, because it's not always the time or place to say exactly how you feel, you know you're going to get that hour where you're able to get everything off your chest and say it exactly as you want to. And this therapist isn't going to take it personally and they're not going to hold it against you or throw it back in your face during an argument over dinner next week. You just have this complete freedom. Honestly, I think everyone should have therapy, regardless of whether they think they need it, because it's so amazing to have a confidant. It's a journal that talks back to you and helps you with all of your problems. I think therapy is just a safe space to get everything off your chest to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, then maybe you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you can switch therapists if you don't like them anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash iWay today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iWay. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Start clean with Clorox. Because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Um, talk sweetest. to me about why and how you got into yoga. Because again, it was not a space that was advertised for young black women to come when they needed to yeah. to release. And I, I like I cannot think of a group more in particular in America who more need to have some help in finding right? their peace and yeah. empowerment and zen and, and sense of self-preservation yeah. than black women here. I agree. I agree. And thank you for, for seeing that and knowing that and not making me um, beat that dead horse. And uh, when I do, you know, these interviews and conversations, something that comes up so much is what's the key to success? Because very quickly in, in less than three years, I recognize that I am one of the highest paid black female yogis um, in, in in America. And it's it, it boils down to charging my worth. And it's because I know my worth. So how do how does that translate to success? I think it's being absolutely broken and hitting rock bottom. 
Mm-hmm. And that is where I found yoga, right? Make it make sense. Bring it full circle, bay. Um, and so it wasn't until I went to college and um, I've long past tense. I had long dealt with anxiety and I come from a very violent place, a very violent family. Um, and, and that actually ended up in me being in foster care and fist fights and, you know, all sort of things. And I got to college, this new environment, and someone pissed me off and I did exactly what I thought I should do or what I what I was trained to do, which was fight. Mm. And I um, and I almost got kicked out of school. I lost my ability to run for freshman class president and I was mandated to go to therapy. And the therapist recommended that I tried yoga. And it wasn't the first yoga class, right? Because I have to be honest with people. It wasn't the second, third. It took me about six yoga classes to really um, find a space where I was laying on the mat. And I realized just then in that moment how absolutely broken I was. Because when I was coming up, I was looking to the left and looking to the right and mirroring the things that I had seen around me, not realizing that that was the fastest way to not um, achieve joy, happiness, or success as I saw it in the world. And that began the, 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 the journey that led me to here. And to be honest, it wasn't like, oh, and then I found it and everything was okay. No, it takes years to deprogram yourself. So I did exactly what most people do when they find something great. They leave it. <laughs> I, I, I ditched that for what I thought to be love and ended up in a toxic and abusive marriage. And it wasn't until nine years into that relationship, six years of it, being married, having two children, starting off becoming a mother at 20, which means I was pregnant at 19, that I, um, that I then realized, you know what? None of this is working. I am tired of living life based off of the scripts. I can see it that I am perpetuating the negative cycles of exactly the life that I did not want to have, that I saw in my my mother and so many of other the people that, that that I was raised around. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to break this life apart. And I literally threw my whole life on the ground, told that husband um, the last time he punched me in my face with a black eye and a bruised clavicle that I was going to Walmart. I put my kids in the car and I drove 32 hours to start a new life. Never, ever, ever looking back from, from Texas to Oakland. Holy shit. So that's how I found yoga. Yeah. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't, it wasn't cute. And you just kind of remembered back to like, what was the, what was the thing that I did the last time I was at Mm -hmm. rock bottom at 15? It was yoga. Exactly. And as I was laying homeless, jobless on the floor with two children, that, that, that is the exact question I said, you, I said, girl, you are lost. You, you have to find yourself. It's not about you anymore. You've, you've brought life into this world. Mm. You need to have a better legacy for them. Wh- when was the last time you felt like yourself? And it was when I did yoga. And so I, I took odd jobs. I took my savings. I took um, a student loan out, went back to school and, and asked for some support from, from my estranged husband's mother and said, I don't know when I'm coming back, but I can promise you I'm only physically here with these children. I am not mentally here. Year, and all I'm asking is that you keep them while I go and I find myself. And that is how I found myself in India. And that is how I ended up in Shanghai. And that is how I ended up in Brazil. And I did not come back until I figured out who Brittany was. That's amazing. It, and also, like, crazy. there's a lot of people out there who think that you'd be a bad mother for leaving your kids with someone else to go and pursue, like, your own mm-hmm. happiness or sanity. Whereas I actually think that's fucking incredible mothering to step back for a minute because you've got nothing to give when you're empty. Nothing. When you're broken, you're going to end up just fucking them up. They're just sponges who are just absorbing yeah. all of your negativity. That so You're only human. Like, you can't help. You just come out of an insanely violent relationship. You have no idea what you're doing next. Like, there's no one to help you. 
I think that's incredible. It's very lucky that you had someone Thank to be you. able to offload onto. Yes, on to. yeah, and but a lot also, of people don't have that. No, yeah. but also, I mean, yeah, let's not talk too much about your luck because Jesus Christ, what a hard run you'd had. But like, but I think that that is, that is, that is phenomenal mothering in my opinion. And I, I, I wish there were more mothers in this world who, who A, had that opportunity, of course, but B, took the opportunity when it was there. Because mm-hmm. I bet it's there more often than we think to just yeah. step back from them a little bit for a moment just to regenerate, to refuel. Yeah. Especially. Everything else needs that. Why not mothers? Like Everything else needs maintenance. We need that space. Yeah, we need to need top it. up. And, you know, a lot of times in... Uh, we talk about yogis judging. I also felt judgment from mothers when, when I would talk to people, you know, and I'd say about the journey, they're like, well, who kept your kids? Or, you know, didn't you feel bad? And it's like, hey, raising kids is a job, just just like going to work, right? And, and what you get paid is in hugs and kisses and hope that these kids grow up to be, you know, upstanding citizens. But even with a job that you love, you still take that vacation time, don't you? You still need that space. And especially where I was at that time, being so, feeling so powerless, it's very easy. Um, can we talk about honesty? To, to take advantage of people who are powerless against you. And that looks like your kids making a simple mistake and you snapping on them because you've got all of this unresolved anger and unforgiveness and bottle, you know, and I've, and I found myself, you know, not abusing my children. I, I don't spank. And, and that's a whole nother conversation, but just not having the patience that they deserved. And I knew that if I kept going down this path, I was going to fuck them up. I had no, I had no patience. I had, I was, I was dutiful. I fed my kids. I bathed them. I read to them. I was literally a robot. Like at that point, I was reading books on how to parent because I just did not have love in me mm. to, to give them extra. So it was like, they were on a schedule. They, 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 they were taking care of. You were just keeping them of. alive like Tamagotchis. I was, I was just yeah. keeping them alive. Um, and, and, and that's not, that's not what I want. And that is still, it's one step above being in an abusive relationship and my children watching me be beat, but it's still not what I can be as a mom. So, you know, I optimized. I wasn't perfect. I made progress. I left that relationship. And then I had to optimize again, which is leave the negative relationship I had with myself. And I've been able to come back and be the mother of my dreams. And I've seen my children flourish because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Your your children love you so much. Um, I wish you were, wish you were my mum <laughs> and my dad. Anyway, I'll be everything. I'll be everything. Yeah, if you could adopt me, that'd be fucking brilliant. Um, yes, at the end the of paper. this. Great. Um, so another thing I guess that's important to say is that, you know, I think when it comes to motherhood, and I imagine when it came to, you know, witnessing their childhood, you wanted it to be the exact opposite from yours, right? You yes. wanted it to be as functional and as healthy and as loving and open as possible. And you had a you had a, a wild childhood. Yeah. Yeah, I did not I did not I will not say that I grew up with ideal role models. I call them reverse role models. You know, you see people and you're like, yeah, that's not what I want to do with my kids. That's not how I want to live. Um, and, you know, shout out to my mother who 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 we we've worked on things and she's gonna hear this episode and she knows, you know, it is what it is. Uh, one of the things I, I do tell people who end up having these conversations, if you wanted me to tell kinder stories about you, you should have been fucking careful what you did. Right? Like I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> speak the truth and if that bothers you you should have thought about that shit when you were doing it and and that's for anyone um talk me through your childhood because I think it's yeah. a really important part of your story thank you and it's a part of I think what has bonded you and me so much you know finding a lot of kind of similarities and a lot of just shared grief and openness and I think the mm-hmm. more open 
people like us continue to be with people about our trauma, the more people will be open about theirs. Because the saddest thing about yours and my childhood is that they aren't extraordinary. Mm -hmm. They're actually more normal than any of us care to believe. And and I really appreciate you being willing to come on here and be so open. And so I would love it if you would take me through that. Yeah, and I think it's it's, uh, consoling, but also unfortunate how common our childhood was, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so for, for me, I'm, I'm from California, I'm from Oakland and I literally was raised, um, in a house that was constantly raided by the police and littered with violence. I have so many memories of being a young girl in the middle of the night and SWAT breaking down um, the doors. My mom sold drugs. Fair. She was, a, she was a drug dealer. Okay. But at night, uh, one of my brothers, not one of the ones that my mother birthed, but on my father's side, uh, I would go spend time with them I was I was raped and molested by my own brother for for several years of my life and I said nothing and I said nothing and you know it cost me years of, of a healthy relationship with my sister it cost me so because much she was uh she was there because the my sister witnessed didn't, it didn't intervene right but also she was a, she but she was, was young kid, yeah. and it took me it took me years to in and to go back to therapy and to revisit that and realize when I was seven my, my sister was 10 11 maybe maybe a little bit older not old enough to fully understand and not old, damn sure not old enough to protect or, or to save me. Um, and, and we can talk about uh, revisiting trauma and in ways to, to, mm. to turn your pain into power. And that's what we're talking about right now. The, the overall theme of my life is to turn pain into power. Um, and so, so when I finally um, came to, and, and I love you, I'm going to be super honest. And um, it, it, I, I told uh, a family member and that family member then took it upon himself to also rape and molest me. Oh, um, and I, and I was shit. just, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I just had enough. I had enough. And I, I went to my mom and said, Hey, I need you to know that this person is, it has been raping me while you're at work. And her response was, you can't tell me who I can and cannot be friends with. Oh my God. And at that moment, I had enough of her shit. Mm-hmm. And I went and told um, an amazing teacher who, uh, and, and some other really great friends um, who, who were adults. And within two days, I was in foster care. I was 14. Um, I, the system failed me completely. I went from group home to group home and had even worse experiences that I had, even in my own mother's space. And eventually, what was um, um, what was what was it like? Yeah, in, in group care? homes, because I, I I don't know anything about. Oh yes, so uh, so as a, as a foster child in in your late teens, it's not that it, it's it's not Annie, right? Um, well, Annie had a hard time too. She had a hard <laughs> knock life, so it was like Annie. Yeah. <laughs> um, you you there's there's just more violence. There are other children who've been in that, you know, been in that predicament who have experienced even more trauma and you get there and you show up and, you know, I'm... They're acting out. They're acting out. Of, yeah. and, oh, I'm... Oh, you're cute. And um, something that's always been said to me as, as a black girl from the inner city, like, oh, you talk white. You think you're better than us, which is a whole nother situation. So now I'm in here and there's like six girls stumping me out inside of a bed. It's just, it's a lot. It's Jesus. a lot. Um, and so I said, you know, well, this is, this is horrible. Um, so I went to uh, some of the, some of the teachers at my school because I've always been a good student. I've always been bright. And I said, I need, I need help. I want to sue my mother and I want to sue the state and I want to be independent and I want to live alone. Mm-hmm. And I was successful in that. So by the time I was 15, I was an emancipated minor. I worked two jobs at Target and Ikea. I went to school in the day. 
I worked late nights. I paid my rent. I lived my life. Um, and I was just waiting to get out the hood. Uh, and then finally graduated, went to college. And then that's kind of, I told the story out of order, but that's when got there first week, punched someone in the face and that is that is yoga. So actually, at this point, you guys know my entire life story from seven up until right now at this ripe, beautiful age of 32. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Christ. I mean, what Right, and then I journey. smile. And well, I don't know, but, yeah, been grand. but I mean, but, it's just, yeah. it, but it is exceptional to see what you've yeah. come through and just like, honestly, be one of the most gracious, but also graceful and mm-hmm. You're so fucking strong and and you're so and I also don't like using that trope about a black woman in particular, but but you you're like the the ability that you have had to survive and then recycle that into such love, empathy and empowerment of others when so many people tried to disempower you and kind of destroy you, you. whether it was intentional or not. Yeah. They, they, well, they, they were destroyed. Were, I, I don't, yeah. I, I think, think they were just living there. People. They were yeah. living their day to day. They, I don't think the thought process was like, I'm going to break this girl. It was like, Hey, this is, this is, this is how I live. And you know, and that's that. And right, but you and I don't yeah. choose to give no. into those fucking impulses. Like you no. were 15 the last time you gave into an impulse. Right. And I think I was probably around the same age. That was the, that was the last time I did something insane uh, where after that I was like okay you know what I, <laughs> I yeah I took an overdose I didn't hit anyone else because I, I very um, I, I was told by a doctor I'm clinically weak so if I did it wouldn't really do any harm and <laughs> no one would complain they'd just laugh um, so yeah not not able to be violent doesn't mean I didn't want to just unable um, anyway <laughs> I, I remember you once telling me that um, you came from a family where if you if if you would yeah. come home from school saying that like oh I got into a fight the only question would be did, did you, you win, win? Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and I got my first fight in elementary school, and that Jesus. was the question. Like, yeah. did, did, did you beat her up? I was a weirdly yeah. violent two-year-old. Really? I was a very violent two-year-old because my brother used to show me The Terminator. That was my first film and I used to watch it every single day. Wow. And I tried to kill my dad when I was two years old. He was like lying on the floor kissing my mum and I got one of my sort of like toy hammers. Thank God it was a toy. And went up to him, smashed him on the head. Definitely, yeah. like literally you, tried like, to kill him. Two-year-old. Uh-uh. Like, like a horror movie. Like, a, well, you like knew. the omen. You knew. You are like, this is a fucked up world. And I just, yeah. you know, you, were, you, you came with an anger pack. Right. Like 100%. you were pre-programmed with like, this doesn't work. Men, you, 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 you're the start of it. Boom. Against the head. But yeah. you've since then Weird, refined like, yeah, your approach. Little Terminator baby yeah. with a German yeah. accent. <laughs> you know, but, but I, oh, um, I love it. I love it. Ooh. But, but you like, there have been plenty of opportunities in mm-hmm. our lives where we could have used our intellect and our survival skills mm-hmm. and our manipulation skills, which you have to have in order to survive as a woman going through this much kind of sexual assault or just the the society of oppression. We could have used that against other people. And not mm-hmm. to say that, oh, we're such saints, but I do have a very kind of, you know, a short string mm-hmm. of... of um, I have a very small amount of patience for other people when they are traumatised for how much trauma they then go on to inflict upon other people. Oh, yes. I can understand it, but I can never fucking excuse it. Oh. And, I th- and, I, and, and having been someone who was so traumatised myself by my childhood and meeting you, who's also been so traumatised by your shocking childhood, you don't use that for evil. And so, you know, we all have to be accountable. And I found your accountability as well as everything else that I love about you to just Thank be you. so, so inspiring. And I feel so jealous of your children for, for 
having someone so, oh, so like grateful. who's worked so hard on themselves yeah. to sort themselves out and and so it hasn't just been yoga that's brought you through you have also had therapy I think that's really mm-hmm. important to tell Extensive people you've had a therapy. lot of therapy Extensive. how many years you seven say? um seven years was was the start but I've 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 gone back so I went seven years consistently but I've been in and out of therapy therapy for about 12 years yeah. and even when I feel like I'm doing great I take my ass to therapy, right? You you, you always want to make sure that, that we're okay. Um, Who doesn't want a stranger to tell secrets to? Right. And say things that can never be used against you. And if you don't, you'll end up doing it like on an airplane, you know, just blabbing <laughs> someone. Like, come on now. <laughs> just a viral YouTube sensation. And, right. And now that now that there's cash out, you know, just in case you turn the, the person sitting next to you on a flight as into your therapist, make sure that you tip them well. Like, hey, thanks for listening to my shit. Like, yeah, exactly. what's your cash out? No, exactly. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now listen, we all carry around different stresses, big, small, medium size, and a lot of us keep them bottled up because sometimes we just have to. But doing that all of the time can really, really start to negatively impact your life. And I say that from experience. I'm British. We are told to never say how we're feeling about anything ever. And uh, that's why so many of us are so sad. Now, a way that I was able to remedy that was by having therapy, which was super helpful for me, not only because it's amazing to get things off your chest, but also all week you know as you're bottling things up because it's not always the time or place to say exactly how you feel you know you're going to get that hour where you're able to get everything off your chest and say it exactly as you want to and this therapist isn't going to take it personally and they're not going to hold it against you or throw it back in your face during an argument over dinner next week you just have this complete freedom honestly I think everyone should have therapy regardless of whether they think they need it because it's so amazing to have a confidant it's a journal that talks back to you and helps you with all of your problems. I think therapy is just a safe space to get everything off your chest to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, then maybe you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you can switch therapists if you don't like them anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash iWay today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iWay. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. I think this is an important time to talk about family because, you know, I come from a very tricky family. There's a lot of abusive stuff that happened in my childhood. You come from the same. And and as we've grown older, we have become very boundaried Mm -hmm. when it comes to family. And I think, you know... A, a lot happened last year. It was a very, very tricky year for everyone. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of reflection. And, and I hope that that everyone took a moment if they were able to have a beat and a pause in their life, if they weren't a frontline essential worker, um, just to to reconcile with and to ask ourselves, like, when I go back to normal life, which we think is going to happen this year, yeah, 
what is my new normal going to be? Who am I going to allow back in? Like, I, I feel as though last year put a magnifying glass mm-hmm. on my social circle and on the people that I choose to spend time with. I think, it, you know, when you're in a case of, you know, a global pandemic and, and life or death, then you yeah. really just kind of life suddenly becomes incredibly simple when you're in an emergency. And it really made me think about who I want to be and who I want to be around in the following years of my life. And so recognizing that my boundaries are, you know, are so, so, so important to me is something that I think you really resonate with. And I think I would love to hear what you think about how people should approach the fact that they maybe come from problematic and damaging families. And also, by the way, your family don't even have to have done all the things that our families did to us. Yeah. Just making you not feel great. I, I, I like to give people a marker, right? Because we, we have this idea and we say like, know your worth and set boundaries. And people are like, I don't even know where to start with that. Mm-hmm. And so when, we, when I talk about relationship and community, one of the best ways to, to figure out who comes with us into this next phase and who doesn't, I say, if someone makes you feel like you cannot love them mm-hmm. and yourself at the same time, you got to let them go. Yeah. Right. If I if 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 I can't feel like I love me while loving you, then I cannot love you. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is the best marker and the best way to start. What does that look like? Loving yourself while you love someone? Yeah. So um, to, to keep it light and put it in trap terms, uh, anytime you're playing side bitch to yourself. Right. <laughs> right. Because because I always got to bring it back up just a little bit. Playing side bitch to yourself. And and, and what I say is, um, to, is, is to. <laughs> We have too much fun here. It's to, to nod your head yes. Like, do it with me. Come on, Jamila. Nod your head yes. And figure out what you want to say yes to. You want to say yeah. yes to joy and love and doing things that feel good. You want to be the main bitch. Yes, the main bitch. Saying yes right. to be the main bitch in your life. The number yes. one. The now, nod your head side to side like you're saying no. Say and no. if you're listening, do it too. And whatever you need to say no to. No, no to fuck boys. No to fuck jobs. No to or, anal. A, no to anal. Yeah. If that's not your thing, no, right? Protective it's okay. Home. It's okay if you're vanilla. Vanilla yeah. is cool too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and now take a moment and nod your head yes and no at the same time. Okay, yes. Can, can you do it? Can you, can you do yes and no? No, I can't do this. No. Okay. That is a revelation. You can never say yes and no at the same time. So realize that every time you say yes to one thing, you are inherently saying no to something else. And playing side bitch to yourself um, and, and loving someone without loving you means that you say yes to people who do not deserve your yes and you're saying no to you. And, and that yeah, you're not be, being integral. To you're your not being needs. integral to, to, yeah. to your true north. And that's, you know, I sometimes use the example of saying, you know, if you're if you're hungry and someone else is like, hey, I need to eat. Right. And you've prepared this meal for yourself. You've gone to the grocery store, like the the little red hen. I don't know if you guys read that um, where you're from, but but you've done all of this work to, to create enough for you to eat. And in, in, and in black culture, we always like, oh, you know, a seat at the table and, and everybody's got food on their plate and we're eating. And someone comes to you hungry without putting up a, a, a dime up for those groceries. And, and if we're talking about emotions, not putting up any emotion, not putting up any love, but come with this expectation that you are going to stop anything and everything that you're doing to pour into their holy vessel. And holy, I mean, like literally holes, not the not Jesus holy. Um, and when you walk away from them, you don't feel poured into 
You don't Mm -hmm. feel full. Yeah. You don't feel inspired. In fact, if you ever walked away from somebody and then you go back and you go to hang out with other people and they're like, yo, what's up with you? You seem agitated. You seem weird. You have effectively played side bitch to yourself. You've effectively fed someone while you were hungry. You've effectively now poured out from an empty cup. So when, so, so if we're, we're talking about what does that look like? It's check in with yourself about how you feel when you spend time with someone. And if I walk away from you and I feel, um, less than and I feel frustrated and I feel agitated and I feel unhappy and I didn't feel like that when I walked into the room with you then I gave you something that you didn't give me in exchange so how does someone how does someone then activate that and how does someone then execute that thank you so so some of the ways that I like to to activate it is one through my affirmations Mm-hmm. And uh, people, you know, would be surprised about how often we don't look ourselves in the mirror and look ourselves in the eye and give ourselves all of that beautiful love that we keep giving to other people. And and, and I'd imagine, you know, telling people or, and I do is say, hey, look, look in the mirror and say, I love you and apologize for ourselves. I'm so sorry for the the fuck shit that I let slide, but I promise it's not going to happen again. And and if that becomes too complex, then just put a sticky note up on the wall and just read it until you have the courage to look yourself in the eye again. And and that looks like um, setting boundaries with people. And one of my favorite boundaries, um, because no is, is quite hard for people to say, like mm-hmm. I come in here all healed, like tell a motherfucking no, tell them no, tell them no. But it's not that simple. So I, I encourage people to do this thing called yes and. Have I ever taught you about yes and? Julia? No, you haven't. Ooh, okay. So yes and is boundary setting. It's somewhere between yeah, you can fuck over me, and no, I, I'm not. I'm not dealing with it. And yes and says, hey, if this is what you want from me, I can do it. But this is what it's going to cost you. Mm-hmm. How does one? Mm-hmm. How does one? ensure that self-preservation because it's fucking hard oh my god when I like when I stepped away from my you know my my friends and family I was subjected specifically with family subjected to so much shaming not just from them but from everyone yeah just like oh how could you Mm -hmm. you know but it's your family but it's your family as if like this great sacred (laughs) thing it's just like yeah that's right they were my family exactly they were my friends known better and so I wasn't Mm -hmm. treated in a way that I found appropriate or, or, or helpful or conducive to my health or my mental stability so you know I like I I still went and did it but it was very very difficult and I think when I talk about doing it I have thousands of messages a week from people especially girls from ethnic minorities Mm -hmm. where I feel as though you know for whatever cultural reasons we are the most expected Mm -hmm. to respect our elders and endure whatever in the name of blood sure um so many of them being like i don't know how to i don't know how to get away i don't like i feel so guilty i feel so guilted uh out of doing so what do you say to those people so scrap the whole career thing Mm -hmm. let's stick let's stick to family let's stick to, to to who comes with us in this new year uh when i when i figured out who i was and i still wanted to be you know um a, a part of my family's life, of part of my mother's life. Uh, I, I remember uh, having conversations with her and having her tell me who I was. And because I used to really suffer from things like anxiety or um, and be frustrated and say, you know, there are certain people that you can't have around me. Or like I said, hey, you know, um, I, I'm not going to be around if you're going to continue that relationship. So two things that I really that really helps me with boundary setting was one, realize that I can't change them. Mm-hmm. And and to to not ask them to change, but well, to then no, I feel like we can 
we can, can we, we not just ask people to we can we invite can. people we can to, invite them to change to change we can't require them to because yeah, you can't force you can't expect yeah. let's let's say i can't expect people to change i can ask you to change i can tell you what works for me but when we start asking expectations we're only adding insult to the injuries that they've already done to us because right. if they want it to change you know um they they they, they will especially mm-hmm. once you put them on notice so if we go back to the conversation I had with my mother about, hey, your friend, your guy friend, that when you leave him here with me, he sexually assaults me and you've been put on notice. And her, to which her response was, you can't tell me who to be friends with. So for that, I said, well, you've 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 dug your you know, you've made your mark. You've said how you feel. And for that, the consequence is I remove myself. Yeah. And and I won't be present. And I'm not. And again, that's what I mean when I say I'm not going to tell you. You can't be with him because now I've only added agitation. I've only upset myself. But what I can say is, hey, here here's my yes. And yes, I would love to heal with you. And you have to be ready. A hundred percent. And he can't be there. And it's important to know that, again, like mm-hmm. that is a, that is a very extreme example of like very reasons extreme. to walk away from someone. But also but it can be if you, you find me someone, out my be, name. Yeah, but it could be like, honestly, like if someone is manipulating you, if someone is coercively controlling you, if mm-hmm. someone is putting you down about your body or your age or your life, uh, about your parental skills, like yeah. th- th- there, are, there are so many toxic microaggressions yeah. and, and just blatant aggressions that happen in particular in between family members and 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 what what I have personally chosen to mm-hmm. do is just say these are the things that I need from you mm-hmm. you don't have to do them but if you want me to stick around then this you will have to is. meet me where I'm at and so it's really your choice do you want me around if so this is what I need yeah. and if if you're more dedicated to staying where you're at as a person I understand that but then for my own self sanity and preservation I need to fuck off yeah and, yeah. and, and, and that's, you know, we can be honest, that's so much easier said than done. But mm-hmm. I think that that's, that's absolutely that. And it's really hard. But one thing I will say is start calling people out. And it doesn't have to be the, the theatrics. You don't have to, you know, make a big deal about it. I but do it in email. When, I love doing it in email. Right? Like, yeah. hey, when you said that, this is how it made me feel. Uh, and, and I do have very specific step-by-step advice that I give people that I coach on on how to how to stop that, which is like step one, when they say something like, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm on the thinner side and I have plus a lot of, you know, full-body family members and they like to comment on my body and say things like, oh, are you eating? You look anorexic. And so you don't you don't giggle. You don't let that go. You I, I, I stop the room. So step one, you stop. You look them in the eyes and say, that doesn't make me feel good. Please don't say that again. If you're concerned about my health, I would prefer that you take me and we have a private conversation. But if you're saying this facetiously, that's dead. Don't do it again. Mm-hmm. And and what happens is you take your power back because we when when people do that and we get embarrassed and we giggle or, you know, or we blow up and we and enable it, we enable it. Yeah. And what we've taught them is, hey, you, you can get a response from me because not everyone, you know, wants a good hugging, loving response. Some people just want to get off and say mean things and, you know, take power from other people because a lot of times when people are trying to take our power, they feel disempowered in some way. Yeah. And you can't have my power. No. You can't have my self-love. And stopping the room takes practice. It you takes know, a like, lot I, I talk of a lot about the micro no and starting just with politely being like, oh, so sorry, but um, I actually asked for oat milk and um, not regular milk in this coffee. Would, you, would, it, would it be all right? And I know I sound like a fucking wanker. Don't worry, I understand. 
I know. So I hear myself. I hear myself. <laughs> but, you know, like, I was like, yes, can I, can I please lot. actually have, can I have the latte that I originally ordered, please? You know, or like, oh, this isn't actually what I ordered. Uh, I think is always just a really great way to start and then kind of working your way up. I yeah. genuinely, though, mm. I personally... Not everyone loves writing, but I love an email. I love an angry email for many reasons. First of all, it avoids the tension of confrontation for you. Mm -hmm. Second of all, it avoids the confrontation for other people. I know this isn't necessarily what you're endorsing, no, no, but I'm no. just giving like no, an I, extra tip it. for people who aren't as um, as bold and 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 eloquent and well-versed yeah. in self-preservation as you are. So what it also does is it, it then gives the other person a pause, you know, mm. of privacy. Because sometimes when we confront someone, yeah. we're going to trigger their defence mechanisms and we're going to trigger their ego. And and you, it's, it's actually asking a lot of someone to expect them to behave like a fucking adult in the moment, right? Because it's we're all just children. we're asking. No, yeah, no, yeah. But, it, but it is. Absolutely. Like, I know it sounds ridiculous, but, but it, you're expecting a lot of someone to expect them to hear something yeah. negative and critical about themselves and be able to respond to you with perfect empathy. Now, obviously, there are ways to communicate that are better to endorse that, like non-violent communication communication however <laughs> it's still just like it can end up diverting the situation it can end up like distracting from the cause you can end up in a brand new argument because they're just like pissed now yeah. um, and so what I like about emails is the fact that you write it down you are able to be as ca more candid sometimes than you would face to face because mm -hmm. it's you know you feel braver but also that person has the opportunity to step away and and go and take a breather and then come back and read it again or finish reading it at their own pace and then get yeah. back to you calmly. You also have an opportunity to write all of your feelings down and then go back and read that and be like, oh, fucking hell, I'm really glad I didn't actually <laughs> say that. Yet. I'm going to just <laughs> delete this because when we say certain things, we can't take them back. They're Absolutely. out there forever. No matter how much you say sorry, there are certain things that have been said to me that I've just never been able to yeah. forget. I can never, ever, ever unsee that person saying those disgusting words to me. So yeah. email gives you a pause to stop yourself from being that irrevocable dick that you're about to be because you're in a moment of rage. Yeah. It's thoughtful, it's calm, and and it creates time. This immediacy of our generation, mm -hmm. I think, can be really toxic. I think it's really good to kind of give yourself that break and that pacing of what you're doing is hurting me for this reason, this reason, and this reason. This is what I need from you. And you're uninterrupted. No one screams at each other. And, and you get the full case sorted out there and then and and i live with my boyfriend and we email our arguments <laughs> even though we're in the same little house together and we're Smart. both like six foot and plus uh we we do that because then we know that we'll be able to get it all out and won't say something really fucking dumb that yeah. we can't um take back unfortunately for me he's a songwriter and <laughs> he uh, then takes my angriest words from my email a full sentences and puts them in his fucking songs and no. then i have to watch thousands of fucking people in a big festival sing back my angriest and most vulnerable moments to, like, to him on a stage and that is very upsetting Full circle. and surreal so I've, I've, I think I might actually uh, ask him for publishing rights yes yes start sending him haikus yeah. just keep it simple but if you're not dating James yeah. Blake uh, <laughs> you should you send options. emails yes yeah. do you know Jamila what I really love about this method that you've just unfolded right before my eyes it's it plays the long game Love the long game. It plays the long game. And a lot of times when we're upset and we want to, as I called it, stop the room, um, we're like, hey, my long game a lot of times is self-preservation and I have to, you know, I'm still growing and I'm still progressing. And this is why conversations like this are so important. But what you've just done or what you what you've explained, I imagine what it can do is give you an opportunity to say, hey, what do I want? 
Do I want to win an argument or do I want to yes. really rebuild this relationship yeah. here? And so when you can take the time and not deal with it in the moment and add that extra breath, what we do is we 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 actually show them not a white flag, not that we're weak. What we're saying is, hey. I, I value this enough and it's affected me enough that I'm still thinking about it. And, and I value enough that I'm thinking about the words that I'm saying, or at least I'm trying to think about the words. And I'm, I'm trying saying. to make our relationship the best it, it can work. be. I think this it's really great. flattering when See? someone offers you an edit. It means that they're hoping to continue a relationship with you. Because rather than ghosting you or just cutting mm-hmm. you out of their life, they're they're inviting you to see their perspective. I think it's hugely flattering. Beautiful. And it's great. It's great advice to give people because otherwise, if they take, you know, our words without the grain of salt that, that people should, if it doesn't apply, let it fly. Then we talk about loneliness. Folks are going to get real lonely. If we're like, if they hurt your feelings, cut them off, cut them off, cut them off. And we live in a cancel culture. And I do not want to heavily no. promote that. Right. Like I, all of the things that I've said to you guys about my mother, I also said she's still probably going to listen to this episode because yeah. we, we are finding our sweet spot. We are humans. And I'd be I'd be a fucking liar if I didn't say there are people in the world who um, there's no one in the world who says I did not hurt their feelings. And so I want that opportunity um, if I've ever been offensive or said something stupid or rude or um, or, or to be a total asshole at, at, at redemption mm-hmm. and, and to be called out. So, yes. Now, that doesn't mean if, if we're listening, I never met you. You can send me some email about how I offended you like that. That doesn't that does not necessarily work for me, but, um, <laughs> but, um, but, but for the people who, who you love and who, you know, personally and who love you back, I can see the the huge benefit to that. So this is me being humble and being adaptable and saying, thank you. Thank yeah. You for and that. Yeah. I think yeah. it's a warning shot, like always fire pew, a warning pew. shot. And I think last year we saw a kind of, you know, the, probably cause everyone was at home, mm-hmm. you know, and frustrated and scared and bored. Like there was, there was more, visceral oh yeah just hatred and and lack of patience for redemption and in some situations we completely understood you know for example with the black lives matter or the trans life matter situations like people are just up like over it. like way way beyond the point of patience now yeah but but in general there there is such a such a lack of faith in progress there's no a lack space of for faith missteps in, yeah and mm-hmm. and that's where all the growth and the beauty and the magic comes in you know we've had uh we've had scientists on this show who who, who tell us that literally the greatest and most effective way for your brain to learn is via mistakes that's when your brain obtains the most information as to like mm-hmm. how to reprogram itself it's when you have the jarring memorable moment of i fucked that up and now i need to shift gears reverse yeah. and like figure out how to do this again that's when you are going to learn your most it's when your brain is going to be its most open mm-hmm. to proper fertile change so if Amazing. we don't allow people to make mistakes how are they ever going to fucking learn and obviously I'm always just being clear I mean irrevocable harm the people who harmed you and me as a child yeah. they can die in a bin <laughs> And I'll be okay. Maybe with that. that bin's on fire. Who knows? Redemption <laughs> Maybe, yeah. isn't for everyone. Um, but I think for those who we believe have the capacity to redeem themselves, capacity, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 give it a shot this year. Let's give it a beat. Let's remember that if you show that you do not believe in the capacity for someone else to progress or to improve or to change or learn or evolve, inherently that means you're saying that you don't think you do. Yeah, we are full of these these two um, thought processes that that comprise in our minds, and one is our self love. We want to be kind and we want to love ourselves, but the louder voice in our head is that of of condemnation. 
we condemn ourselves and 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 that is where we we end up in these negative situations and that is where anxiety and depression and and dysmorphic thoughts come from because we have this unresolved anger with ourselves so it's not about I, I need to forgive him for that scenario it's I need to forgive myself for allowing myself to be in that so that I can move forward realizing that there's no such thing as a mistake my steps are ordered and everything that that I've experienced is to teach me a lesson. All of the the, the trauma that I went through, mm-hmm. I make it make sense because right now there is hardly a woman that I've met who can tell me about her trauma and I have not personally experienced that. So I wake up knowing that all of the shit that I went through um, was so that I could go through, I went through a tour day hell so that when <laughs> I meet women, I know exactly where they are and I know exactly how to get the fuck up out of there. And that is how I make all of the trauma that I went through makes sense so that it doesn't feel like mistakes or bad luck. Lessons. It's just school of hard knocks, baby. I graduated top of my class. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking great. Oh my goodness. What a burst of, of inspiration and self-preservation. We're in a new year. Any advice? Do you. Just do you. Yeah, not oh, New on. Year, not New Year, not New Year, New You. I like that, not that shit. But yeah. I really say this year, do do what feels authentic. Yeah, prioritize yeah. yourself. Prioritize. What yourself. do you need? Who do you yeah. want to be? What what right. kind of life are you living? We only get one shot of this shit, right? And God, so, I always quote Eminem for fuck's sake. Give it but, to no, him. What I mean is, you know, <laughs> you know, this this is this life and this time that we have is sacred. It's precious. Yeah. How do we how do we make the most of it? Because I think if ever we learned. It was last year. So there's no point really making big plans or thinking that you can predict anything. Right? Like everything can be taken away from us in a moment's notice. Just like that, the whole world stopped turning. And so if we know that that could potentially ever happen again, what are we going to do before then to make sure that we yeah. did our very best to have a great fucking time and because a great fucking life? No matter what, no yeah. matter what, all you have is yourself. And there's this saying, this is everywhere you go, there you are. And I think last year when there was nowhere to go and, and, and there people were, that a lot of folks realized that they did not love the life that they were living. They did not love the the body that they lived in and not not the physical body, but just like the, the existence, the, their existence. Yeah. And so um, what do you do when you wake up and you realize that you are only tolerating yourself and that you bring these people around you and you've you've busied yourself with accolades and jobs and children and relationships mm-hmm. and all of those things got stripped away and people realized they didn't know who they were. Yeah. They didn't know what they wanted. And so this year, you know, I just say, here, here's my here's my top two priorities that I that I'm living by and I hope other people do. Priority number one, my motherfucking self. Priority number two, that's it. My motherfucking self. Refer to priority one. Um, and it sounds selfish, but, you know. Um, but, then, like, but then there'll be, but, but look, if we if we maintain ourselves, we'll have more to give other people. Absolutely. And you think of self-love is in the same way you think of, you know, the heart in our body. And and our heart is, is, is where our love comes from. And it's also what provides that blood, that oxygen to everywhere. And if you want to live, you've got to think of your life like the heart. I am going to give love and everything and warmth and keep this whole party going, right? So to my limbs, to my friends, to my loved ones, but only after I first given it to myself and digest that. So, so it's that's the year of me. It's the it's the year. I of want everyone me. out there to just think about um, me, Jamila Jamil, <laughs> and how we can all make my life better. <laughs> just do it. Just. <laughs> Only, only if your name so happens to also be 
Jamila yeah, Jamil. Exactly, right? exactly. Um, yeah. No, this yeah. is, yeah, this is your year. This is a year just for you. And and I uh, I think that that's a wonderful message. Yeah. So just not a new year, new you. New year, happier you. Happier you. Yeah. New year, real you. Yeah. New year, great. real you. There you go. Got a slogan for your class. Um, all right. T-shirt. Where can we find you, Brittany? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram as Trap Yoga Bay. I am that same way on YouTube and just everywhere. Like I I like to just say it like, you know, Google me. Just Google Trap Yoga yeah. Bay. Maybe we're allowed I, out for classes. Yes, this maybe. Year. Who maybe. Knows? You know, I've got good SEO. And if I have a class, if you look at it, I will I will remarket and target you. You'll find me and I'll find you. Well, bloody hell. This has been great. I feel nourished, truly, as I always do whenever I see you or hear you talk. And and um, I will come to one of your actual yoga classes. I've yes. been avoiding it because I don't have a bum. Uh, so pray for the butless. And therefore, I was worried <laughs> that I'd let you down with twerking. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to make that effort to get out mm. and, and, and get to one of your classes. I cannot wait. I think it's something that I probably really, really need. I think it's something we all need. We all need a Britney Floyd Mayo in our lives. Mm. So before you go back to your life of helping, empowering other people, mm. will you tell me, Britney, what do you weigh? I weigh authenticity. Mm-hmm. I weigh my joy. I weigh my children and my ancestors. I weigh the burden of being their wildest dreams and pressing forward a movement. I weigh the table and all of the seats that I'm creating for it. I weigh joy. Love that. Love you. Thanks for coming on. I love you too. Thank you. This is amazing. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I Weigh with Jamila Jamil is produced and researched by myself, Jamila Jamil, Erin Finnegan and Kimmy Gregory. It is edited by Andrew Carson and the beautiful music that you're hearing now is made by my boyfriend, James Blake. If you haven't already, please rate, review and subscribe to the show. It's a great way to show your support. I really appreciate it and it amps me up to bring on better and better guests. Lastly, at I Weigh, we would love to hear from you and share what you weigh at the end of this podcast. You can leave us a voicemail at 1-818-660-5543 or email us what you weigh at iweighpodcast at gmail.com. It's not in pounds and kilos, so please don't send that. It's all about your just, you, you know, you've been on the Instagram anyway. And now we would love to pass the mic to one of our listeners. I weigh the grit that I had in times where nobody stood beside me. I weigh voicing my honest opinions, but also being open to other perspectives. I weigh admitting my mistakes and working on them so that I slowly but steadily become a better version of myself. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.